Hey guys, welcome back to the F1 Girls. I'm Amy. And I'm Rihanna. And today we are going to be talking about the British Grand Prix. So, Re, how did you feel after the uh, weekend was over? Well, I always look forward to this one because obviously it's our home one and there's always like a little bit of a little bit of more of a buzz especially like on all the tv channels and everything channel four is always going overboard with it so it's always like a nice one to expect and to be fair I actually really liked the race in like the whole weekend as as one it was I don't think it was what I was like fully expecting but I did enjoy it and there definitely wasn't a lack of action yeah, definitely. It's one of the most interesting races I think we've had this this season so far. Um, well, the most interesting weekend as well, because obviously we had the very first F1 sprint race, which we will get on to in a minute. But yes, it was it was an interesting, interesting weekend. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I remember when they first announced it and I, I initially I wasn't sure about it and then I got really excited for it. And then it, it was good overall I mean obviously we'll get into it but like I, I guess it, I kind of expected more I don't I don't really know I didn't really know what I was expecting to be honest yeah I'm I was exactly the same with that so let's start um with qualifying then so obviously qualifying was on the um Friday this weekend yeah Friday yeah um <laughs> honestly my days are all rolling into one at the minute so let's start with Q1. So Ferrari were looking very strong. Yeah, I, I, like, like you said, you've made the point before how they're, they're very hit and missy. They'll be like, they'll just be really strong out of nowhere or they'll be like a little bit pathetic and you can you can never really tell which one it's going to be. Um, but yeah, they, I think from the, the offset in Q1, um, they were both looking very strong and obviously that trend will continue throughout the rest of the, the race. So yeah, it's always nice to see like it just being shaken up a little bit, especially towards the top, because having the same people being on like first, second podiums, whatever, it's kind of just gets a bit boring. So I was happy to see that in yeah, Q1 Ferrari were looking like they were going to have a strong weekend. Yeah, definitely. And somebody else who, um, well, two other people who had really good Q1s were Ocon and Ricardo. So let's start with Ocon. Obviously, he got P7. Yeah, I've, he's not had a good last few races everyone's been saying ever since he signed his his contract with um Alpine for the next few years he's literally just he's just in qualifying has just not been performing very well which is which is sad to see but yeah when he put in a, an amazing lap I think it went all the way up to like I can't remember if this is Q1 or 2 went all the way up to P5 and then I think a couple of people placed above him but yeah he, he just pulled that amazing lap out and I was like you know what it, it must have just been hopefully it's not a fluke um and it was just yeah, he's now working his way back up to his... He usually does do a good performance, I reckon. So, yeah, mm. he's just kind of getting back into it. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, let's talk about Ricardo because he out-qualified Norris in Q1, which, for what he's been doing recently, is incredible. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's only Q1, but from his track record so far this year, he has... I don't Has he ever got out-qualified Norris? Or if he has, it's not been very much. So it's it's kind of nice to see that yeah he's not completely gone off the space of the earth with his you know qualifying performances because historically this year they haven't been that great. Yeah, and I I don't want to jinx it by saying this could be the start of you know him getting back to his 
sort of normal race himself, but it is starting to look like it. Things go. We just jinxed now. He's gonna he's gonna start like I know. Has been now, isn't he? <laughs> Ridiculous. So qualifying two, Russell. I was so happy when I saw this, and it also is the way he did it as well. Because obviously, the last time he got into into Q three, he. Only, he basically only got in because the um, Vettel ruined Alonso's lap. So everyone kind of said, oh, well, Russell wouldn't have gotten through to Q3 and put in a really good time in Q2 if it wasn't for that. But this this performance was completely off his, like, off his own back. It, was, it, was, it wasn't impeded by anything else. So he just put in amazing performance and that just shows how good a drive he is. And I'm just so, so impressed. Yeah, definitely. I was working when... Um, Q2 was on and we obviously had it on in the uh, in the pub and I almost screamed when I saw him getting P7. <laughs> I had to refrain myself. Yeah, definitely earned his Mr. Sassay nickname, I think. He just every every qualifying just seems to get better for him. He just he just inches that little bit closer and closer and closer. And I think was it on his radio, he was just and um, his radio guy was like, Oh, you got P7. He was like, I'll be close, I'll be close, or something like that. Being because I just don't think he could have processed the fact that he could have done so well in Q2 and beaten what three other people, two other people. So. Yeah, definitely. And then also, if we look at McLaren, they got P8 and P9 in Q2. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was a little bit weird because Norris, over the last few races, he's usually consistently above P6. So I, I, d- I don't really know what happened. Obviously, that's good for Ricardo that he was comfortably into Q3 from that Q2 performance. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, we can't we can't shoot him down because obviously, um, getting P8 and P9 is great. Um, also, I read a really interesting fact that um, apparently Landon Norris is the most consistent um, McLaren driver ever in oh, I can't whether it's qualifying or like placing or, or something. But I just thought that's that is such an achievement because he's obviously fairly still fairly new to F1. And obviously McLaren have got a long list of like very famous and well-respected drivers under their belt. So to, to actually have that like fact behind you, I think that's really cool. Yeah, definitely. I think... With Norris, he is definitely coming into his own this year, and um, like you say, only being in his third season, he's he's doing pretty well. Um, yeah, and I think it just shows what kind of a driver he is, he is, and um, how far he could potentially go in F one. Definitely, but I think another uh, an unfortunate surprise was Alonso was out um, in Q two and. It's from last race. He did he did really really well in qualifying, I think. Um, so yeah, that was that was a shame to see that he um, that he wasn't um, through to Q three. But you know, he's 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 done a lot of Q threes in his time. I'm sure he can, he can let other people have a go. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a shock to see him not getting into Q three. Obviously, um, he's one of those people who we kind of half expect him to be there um most races so yeah it was a shock to see him not there um but like you say you've got to let other people have their chance yeah exactly and I suppose moving on to Q3 we can't talk about Q3 and not talk about Hamilton and Verstappen who did you think was going to get um who was going to in quotes win qualifying um going into this initially I mean obviously I it was going to be between Hamilton and Verstappen 
Like, there was no doubt about that. But I, with Verstappen's track record, I was going to go off him uh, getting pole position. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a very close one. Um, I, th- I think I'd, I thought Hamilton was just going to get it only because um, Mercedes tend to do really, really well at Silverstone. Um, and, like, what's weird is, he, even, like, even though Bottas is in the same car, I, don't, I just don't really... Con- I don't ever think he might get, you know, pole if it's a sprint race one. Like, it, he just hasn't been very close to to it anymore. And it's a shame because, like, a few, like, the last few years, you always think, oh, is it either going to be Bottas, Hamilton, and maybe someone else? But, yeah, I, I just... Well, you did get P3, but, like, he just wasn't on the pace of Hamilton and Stappen, which is a shame. Yeah, it's always a shame when you see two people in the same... in literally the same car not doing as well as each other um like one just sort of doing super well and the other one just it it just doesn't hit with them so yeah but obviously he got p3 so it's it's not as bad as it could have been yeah definitely um i guess that moves us on to the sprint race and the first few laps of that were absolutely insane weren't they they were um max and lewis like always battling it out um and it's really just it's really interesting interesting to watch them too yeah 100% you could I think most the nicest bit was like the crowd because obviously at Silson this year they were working on full capacity so like when that was happening you could just hear like all the screams coming from all like the the crowd and all the areas around it and our it, it, it just added that little bit more excitement. Like the atmosphere was amazing. Them two were literally like wheel to wheel, like intensely. So it it was just a really really nice thing to see. Um, but yeah, Max just jumping Hamilton on the start. He got he got a much better start. And yeah, that that just um just did it for him. I think. Yeah, that definitely put him in in a good lead, and um, it did good things for him. Definitely. I think that probably almost probably rattled Hamilton a little bit because I I think usually usually when Hamilton is in um the starting like P1 or whatever, he never usually get he's usually good at starts. So I don't think it's very common that he does get overtaken. So the fact Max just flew past him, literally probably like kicked him into gear like a bit higher and you know, just going into a like a relentless mode, if you get what I mean. Yeah, I think he might have just underestimated Max ever so slightly um, with that start. Mm. And obviously, just sort of, Max just sort of saw the saw his weakness and t- took advantage of it and did really well out of it. Yeah, and uh, stalk- talking of good starts, Alonso going from 11th to 5th. How crazy is that? Yeah, that was pretty incredible. Like... <laughs> Watching him go all the way down from down from eleventh uh, up to fifth was, yeah, <laughs> I was speechless. It was it was kind of cool, like the way he did it, as well, because he didn't he didn't have to like particularly race anybody that hard. He literally, I suppose, like I've said before, at the start is usually a place to, like make up places. He was kind of just like he was just taking all the right lines. He was just kind of just weaving around people and taking advantage of every opportunity and that was brilliant because he gained all those places he didn't have to like 
grain his tires to shreds or anything or like push his engine to the max he literally was just like he saw an opportunity and he took it and he did that have like six times <laughs> yeah he was just sort of picking them off one by one and eventually he got up to where I think he wanted to be so yeah exactly it's, it's just a shame that the, the Alpine doesn't tend to have as as good a race pace as some of the other cars because if if it did yeah he would have been comfortably comfortably up there so yeah hopefully maybe he might be in a, a more competitive car in the future yeah definitely so let's also just quickly talk about Russell and Sainz obviously Russell ended up getting a three-place grid penalty it's just such a shame when looking at it I was just like that was kind of clearly just a racing incident and I know everyone knows that we're big Russell fans and I'm not I'm not trying to be biased here but like it's just it's just a shame to see like he, Russell never gets the opportunity to really race anyone. The second he does, he gets a penalty. <laughs> it's just I I just don't think it I just don't think it it was anything that needed a penalty. If you get what I mean. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, we can't help but be a bit biased when it comes to Russell. But I had a look at social media to see what other people were saying. And they were all like, that shouldn't have been a penalty. That shouldn't have been a three-placer. Definitely not. Um, so, yeah, it was just obviously frustrating to see that when he does get a chance to actually race someone, he gets penalised for it. So Yeah, and I think he's he's literally one of the last people who can afford a penalty in the sense of literally, if he gets a the group penalty that will basically be the difference between him getting a point or not and I think it might have actually impacted him because he, he finished P12 didn't he so yeah. technically if he didn't have that he might have actually been in chance for a point so he's probably just really like just kicking himself a little bit that that it happened but you know you got you got to move on so obviously somebody else who didn't quite have the um best sprint race was Perez when he span and had to retire yeah, that was um, unfortunate. I feel like I could see Perez spinning a lot, actually, if, if I'm thinking about it. He, I think he's he's doing a bit, he's still, yeah, he's still doing a bit better than Gasly and Albon did, but he's he's just still not quite at, because obviously now Max has proved that the Red Bull car potentially is the best car on the grid. You want to be using that car to its absolute like best ability and you just can't afford to make spins and have to retire the car. So... Yeah, not not good for him, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk about what our overall thoughts on the sprint race was. I mean, personally, mm, I am I'm not that fussed on the sprint race. Like, I'd much rather have the qualifiers and go straight into the actual race. Um, I can see the reasoning behind doing it, but it it just wasn't. It wasn't as exciting as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I feel like if you've actually bought a ticket and actually you're going to the race, and obviously a sprint race is a brilliant addition, you get more for your money. I feel like I wouldn't mind a sprint race if it was like, what, three, four times a year? But every single time we have a race, I, I think it's, a, it's just a bit much. And I, obviously we, we've only seen one, we saw a couple more left of the year, but everything had kind of died down by lap four and then we just had a, a, like 12 laps of just like normal like no because obviously only top three get points so if you're a bit lower down I feel like you're not 
why would you risk damaging your car on an overtake for like one place if you get what I mean I feel like there's not enough incentive for them to like do some exciting racing in a way I'm, I'm not really sure yeah still on the fence about it yeah I, don't, I feel like after just one sprint race we can't really make up our minds on it but it's one of those I feel like we need to um have a few different ones to be able to sort of figure out what we th- how we feel about it exactly so moving on to the actual race and again it started off a bit like the sprint race did it was straight off the line max and lewis having a battle what were your initial thoughts on that whole thing before the crash when i saw max and lewis battling out i thought here we go again <laughs> same old same old um they're gonna get out in front they're gonna be battling for first and second and let's just concentrate on midfield um (laughs) because obviously that's just what's been happening recently and it's kind of just the same thing at the front of the front of the grid literally every race so yeah obviously when the crash happened that changed it ever so slightly but yeah, I really thought Max was going to come out on top of that battle, I think, because obviously he had the advantage of being a bit further in the start and uh, he was he was actually keeping Hamilton at bay a little bit more than most people could. But yeah, at the end of the day, I think that was completely Lewis's fault. Verstappen had left him room. That is one of the fastest corners, I think, of the circuit. So trying a move like that that close, I think, was a bit irresponsible and then to only get a 10 second penalty not even like a a stop and go one where you can't even like do a a pit stop I think that was just not harsh enough and he ended up winning so like it didn't affect really affect his race at all yeah um to be quite honest with you I saw that as a racing incident um yeah I saw it as a racing incident obviously Lewis sort of overcooked it a bit on his racing line didn't leave enough room um in terms of the penalty it could have got more I think if it was other drivers they would have been penalized a lot more but because it is the top two they kind of want to see that that race and the fight there um obviously Hamilton and Verstappen are two very aggressive drivers, especially now when there's so much at stake um, for them both. So, yeah, I I don't know how I feel about it. But obviously, Lewis is getting a lot of stick um, on social media and stuff. Um, and I really don't think he should be getting that at the minute. Yeah, no. I think at the end of the day, we all have we all have to remember that he, I don't think um, Lewis ever meant for Max to go into the wall at all. That was not his fault, and yeah, he, he didn't intend for that. And for people to go after him online as horribly as they have, that is completely not acceptable at all. It's such a shame that we have to. Anyone has to experience that in their life. So it's such a shame that there's a few people who haven't got their heads screwed on properly. But yeah, I think. I suppose it's done now. We've all just got to move on. The, the FIA gave the penalty and we've just got to 
everyone's just got to you know move on it's just it's just unfortunate that some people online have to ruin things like that yeah I think it is worth mentioning as well that Lewis has said that if the um if the race wasn't red flagged then he would have retired um which I think is very noble of him yeah I mean yeah the car would have taken a bit of damage after the contact so yeah it was it was unlikely that he would have had to have carried on um but from yeah from the reset like I just mentioned to you I didn't realize that the flat had overtaken Hamilton so seeing him just starting I was like oh okay cool yeah, it was quite nice to see the Claire sort of just being out front for a while and actually he managed to keep Hamilton off for quite a bit. Yeah, he he definitely put up a good fight and yeah, it wasn't I mean obviously Hamilton had the penalty, but he did he did keep it going to the end, which was which was nice to see, but he he wasn't he wasn't willing to give up easily. Oh, definitely not. He went from, what, lap four, I want to say, to lap 50, keeping him behind. So, I mean, he he obviously got driver of the day, and I, I'm just going to talk about it now. He definitely deserved driver of the day for what he managed to do. Yeah, 100% agree. He definitely put in the best performance out of everyone, I think, 100%. Yeah. So let's talk about Vettel. Not really sure what went on with this race, to be honest. He, he had a had a little spin, and I don't know because I only watched the highlights, so it just it just appeared at some point they'd retired, and I was like, oh okay. So I just uh, didn't think he had the best race, and I don't think you even Reifen did either. He span not long after, and then again later on. Um, I think with. Perez I think but we'll talk about that a bit later um yeah not not a good race for for them too unfortunately but you know is what it is yeah definitely I think it's just one of those things you don't always get the best days and he just wasn't having a good day so <laughs> so lap 17 oh, I hate it when this happens so the fact reported engine problems um and I just have I've said this before I just hate it when someone someone who's not usually in front is in front and then they suddenly get a problem and it's like oh no please just keep going and luckily it was literally sorted out in a lap so it, it was only just like a brief mini heart attack but it's, it's just not nice to hear those things because I did I did quite want the fact to win that race yeah it would have been nice to see him on the top step of the podium um but obviously he didn't want to end up like Max did so <laughs> well yeah obviously having him leading the race and then him getting engine problems it's just it's just frustrating to watch yeah and also another interesting bit so um Bottas was overtaken by Norris um, earlier on in the race um but by lap 20 Norris had had a five second lead on him I just don't understand how Bottas can slip that far behind so obviously Norris would have overtaken him but then for that bigger gap to have like been generated I mean the Mercedes car is 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 better than the McLaren I I just don't understand really how that how that can happen yeah obviously we know Norris is an incredibly talented driver and he has the pace um but like you say for 
Bottas to be so far behind in a car that is that much better than the McLaren is it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I just don't know what's going on with Bottas. I, I really do like him as driver, and I, I really do want him to to do well. But it's, I just it, I just don't know. I don't know what's missing. I don't know whether he. I know his mindset's wrong or or what, but I just it's just such a shame. I really want him to see him to see him do well. Yeah, definitely. But on the Norris and uh, Bottas subject, let's talk about that pit stop. That was so. Unfortunate. It, I think I think again that might have cost him a place. That it was six seconds in the end. I mean that's not the worst pit stop we've ever seen. I mean we've seen ones that have lasted like thirty seconds, but um, yeah, six seconds I think was just enough time for that to lose him a podium I think I reckon maybe if that hadn't happened he could have been in contention for P3 but mm. yeah you, you never know what would have happened if it hadn't been wrong so yeah just a shame really yeah like you said it wasn't the worst pit stop that we've ever seen but also at the same time for the situation that he was in it's probably the worst case scenario <laughs> yeah definitely um and not too long after that actually lap 28 um Hamilton came in for his pit stop and obviously he had to take his 10 second penalty but yeah he had his pit stop and he didn't he came out p5 which is to be fair not too bad for because if you if you have a 10 second penalty in the midfield that could literally drop you like 10 places but Mm. because obviously Hamilton would have generated such a gap that only drops him a few places so that that is not the worst place in the world to be yeah definitely um and obviously he was behind Norris when he came out so it was just a case for him of getting himself back up to where he was yeah and it was also interesting because obviously because of Norris's bad pit stop Bottas or Bottas might not even pit at this one I'm not really sure but um it was Bottas Norris and Hamilton I'm surprised that they didn't slow Norris through Bottas but then again, you know, the whole Bottas doesn't want to be a piece in Hamilton's long-term plan, you know. He wants to do his own thing. So I, I think probably from a, a a team harmony perspective, it just wouldn't have been good to ask Bottas to kind of sacrifice his race a little bit for, for Hamilton that much. No, definitely not. But saying that, uh, when they were red-flagged, Bottas did um, come over the radio and say um, something about um, the Hamilton and um, the Stappen crash and be like, oh, yeah, it was a racing incident, blah, blah, blah. Like, Mercedes were really getting that team player stuff in. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Um, And I suppose as as we're talking about pit stops, Sainz had an even worse pit stop than um, Norris did at 12 seconds. Yeah, I don't even understand why it was 12 seconds. I really don't. Yeah, I think it looked like the gun got jammed or something. It's just it's just such a shame that I, I, I really do think that like tyres and pit stops are, are pretty much one of the most important things, along with obviously the driver and the car's like consistency and ability. I think they're so important to, for strategy and that. And so when, when it goes wrong, it can really mess up your race. Um, I mean, Science finished P6 in the end, so it, it, he's still got a good points finish. But yeah, 12 seconds, that is a long time to be stationary. Yeah, that definitely is. It wasn't the best pit stop for Ferrari, but obviously, like we say, he managed to get himself um, into a good standing for the end of the race. So 
that's all that really matters, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, we've got on our notes here that says Vettel retires. Not racial when that happened, but he did. So <laughs> yeah, I, I completely um, and missed yeah, that. Yeah, we, we did touch on the... <laughs> Yeah, it is a shame, but yeah, I I don't think um, the camera people were too focused on Vettel at this point, so I think we just got to let, let that one slide. Um, Perez and Raikkonen, I I can kind of remember. Did were they battling? I think they were battling for a place because Perez was quite far down the order, and did I think one of them spin from that or something? Possibly, yes. Again, at this point, I was actually working and we got a bit busy, so. I couldn't watch it fully, but um, yeah. Yeah, well, I, it's, a, it's a shame. I think that would have lost Perez a lot of time because obviously he was trying to climb his way back up. But I think him and Red Bull realised that he wasn't going to be in for a points finish. So they pitted him um, in order to get a faster slap, you know, just to get that one point. And yeah, I think that's the smart move if you're, if you're not near um, getting a points finish. Well, even like... Yeah, if you're not, if you're not going to finish tenth, you might as well get um, your fastest lap in and take it away from Hamilton. Yeah, you definitely. Most likely have got it otherwise. Especially considering Red Bull are constantly trying to take just take any points that they can get away from Mercedes. So, yeah, I think going for fastest lap rather than trying to get more points um, was probably the best move they could have made. Yeah, and you know, it is so unbelievably close now. They Every single point will count, and I think this will go straight to the end. So it, it really is like you need to be taking every point away. Um, but I guess this brings us to the final few laps, and that's when it started to get interesting between Leclerc and Hamilton. Oh, I was holding my breath. I was really hoping that Leclerc could hold him back, but I think deep down I knew that Hamilton was going to get him eventually. Yeah, I think he he obviously went on and said that he didn't want to end up like Max and he didn't want to have that battle with him because I feel like by the end of the race, he kind of knew that he wasn't going to be able to compete with Hamilton. So um, I think by giving him and just going onto the gravel to let Hamilton pass was probably the best move he could have made. And obviously he ended up with P2, which is incredibly good for him. Yeah, exactly. I think that's very impressive for him to make that decision at what, 200 miles an hour, either be in the wall or come second. I think he's going to choose come second. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. I don't think he'd want to um, end up in hospital like Verstappen did. So. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that, that gave us our, our podium winners, Hamilton and Blake Bottas. That, uh, yeah, um, um, it's nice to see someone different on, on the podium and seeing... Because Leclerc hasn't had, well, he hasn't had a win in a long time. I can't remember if he's had a, a podium fairly recently. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's nice to see Ferrari slowly climbing their way back up to where they were. Yeah, it's unfortunate that Verstappen had to be out for that to happen. But um, yeah, it was nice to see somebody different on the podium. Yeah, and, and like you said, he definitely did earn that drive of the day, 100%. No, no question about it. Oh, definitely. So that brings us to the end of this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed and we will see you again next time. If you want to see some race footage, our social media assistant went and you can check it out on our Instagram page at the F1 Girls um, to get some 
some racing content. So thank you. Bye.